Hello, everybody. My name is Racer Dude, and I just entered puberty because my voice is all jacked up. And I'm joined by Jeff Zantor and maybe Zanon if he gets home to us in time. Uh, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by Starlight Research Consortium, a group of scientific researchers pushing the boundaries of science in the far-flung towels and edge worlds. Starlight is dedicated to understanding the strange and unexplainable scientific anomalies in serious space. Holy crap, that's a mouthful. And they are always willing to risk it all to discover what makes Sirius tick. Linked in the description below is more information about SLRC, including their Discord. This episode is apparently also sponsored by LPI because uh, they are guarding the building right now. Because usually if you see an SLRC, you also usually see a Kahara and an OXO chasing them. Sometimes both. So, Nix, we know you want to be a guest on this podcast real bad. We get it. Just chill out. Wait your turn. We'll get you in here. Um, speaking of SLRC, uh, Zantor, who do we got in the booth for us today? Yes. On our lineup tonight, we have the founder and creator of SLRC, Zell, a.k.a. Leo. Uh, he is a longtime uh, player of Discovery and uh, returned a couple of years ago. So I'm not going to say too much about you, Leo. Go ahead and introduce yourself and uh, give us a little bit of history of your time coming to Discovery and what you've been up to. Oh, man. Uh, hi, I'm uh, I'm Leo, like they introduced. Uh, also known as Zell to some people. Um, I came to Discovery in December of 2007 while I was active duty Air Force for the U.S. Air Force. Um, a lot of my role play was actually done while I was deployed to the desert uh, wow. in the early days. Um I came here with a group known as the Freedom Fighters. Uh, I've kind of gotten a couple of uh, hold of a couple of them, and some of uh, two of them are actually planning on coming back and playing again. Uh, just yeah. in the past couple of days. So oh wow, pretty, cool. Yeah. So um, so I came here as an eight. I was eighteen years old. I'm thirty five now, and uh, was an edgy eighteen year old kid. <laughs> Really edgy eighteen year old kid, uh, and now you're an edgy thirty five year old kid. Well, <laughs> I'm, I'm, the edge has been dulled a little Simmered bit. Simmered down. Um, still edgy, but you know, not as much. Um, and uh, I did a lot of role play as a, a pirate in the early days, a pirate mercenary. Um, after the Freedom Fighters kind of left Discovery, they kind of fizzled out. They got tired of Freelancer. We jumped from mod to mod for years. Uh, we did Evolved. We did Asgard. Shattered Worlds. Evolved Ones. And then we came to Discovery. Um, gotcha. Wow. And um, they left. They kind of were like, I guess, real life. They were a little bit older than I was at the time. So real life kind of sprung up on them faster. So I kind of hung back and I stayed around. I did... Um, I did a lot of role play, and then I wrote a big long story with my Leo character, was where, which is where my Leo name came from. Um, it was like, God, I think it was like twelve chapters. Wow. Um, it was like three pages each, and um, I never finished it either because after a while, I, uh, you know, twenty twelve came around. I got a girlfriend, and I stopped playing. <laughs> Um, those girlfriends, gosh, yeah, I know. And um, I was in Guam during that time, so my internet connection was kind of not great, mm. so I, I wasn't really able to PvP very much and do any of that stuff. So, uh, I came back last year, April 2022. Um, DTR sucked me in, as you'll probably hear from a lot of people. Mm. Um, Undertone dragged me kicking and screaming back into the game, 
Um, <laughs> and um, I founded a lot of factions. I threw a lot of things at a wall trying to make something stick. Um, I did uh, ZDF, Zoner Defense Fleet, which crashed and burned. Um, it was a learning experience. And then I did... God, That's back during the Zoner militant type days, right? When they were actually no. a thing? Uh, no, it was shortly after it. I wasn't around for the whole Grand Canaria thing. Okay. Um, I, I left right at the start of when Gallia was first discovered, I think. Oh, wow. Um, so 4.85, I think, is when I left. Mm. Which a lot of people hail as the golden era of discovery. I've heard that a lot of times, actually. I was about to say, that's funny that you're leaving, and that's when everyone was was playing it the most. Yeah, so I I, I remember the server being full all the time, though. I do remember that. Um, And then I came came back a few times after that. I usually just came on. If you go back and you look at the introduce section, you'll see me popping back in and going, hey, I'm just showing up to say hi, guys, and then I just disappear again. Uh, I'd be bad write like three sto- three posts of a story and then just vanish again. Um, and then, so why was that? Failed. Was it uh, was it just not interesting to you, or you were you running into bad people? I I left in 2012 because I got a girlfriend, but also because there was a lot of toxicity even back then. Um, and I just got kind of tired. I was getting to that age, that time of like I was 20, no 24. 23, 24 around that time. And that was around the time where I started getting rid of negative stuff in my life because I was getting really depressed. And I avoided a lot of negative stuff. And Discovery was one of those things that I just dumped. Um, Gotcha. A lot of it, too, was because I was playing a lot of World of Warcraft and I was raiding all the time. And if you know World of Warcraft and raiding, if you're especially if you're a hardcore raider, you need it takes up a lot of your time. So I was like, I don't really have time to write stories and do this and that. So I was like, and it's negative. There's a bunch of negative people here. Why am I subjecting myself to this? So I just left. Um, I didn't even say goodbye, I don't think. I think I just left. <laughs> um, and I had a lot of friends in the community. I had Boss, if anybody's around that knows Boss, uh, Kazinsaw. Um, Sarenson was still around even back then. Uh, um, I'm trying to remember who else was around. Um Sarah Rar was around. I don't know if anybody remembers Sarah Rar. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Slave Queen, I think is what her name was. There was Monstar, who was an SRP. Sarah Rar uh, has popped in a few times uh, yeah. year, in the time that I've been here. Yeah, she pops in. Um, uh, Spazzy Dragon uh, Syndromes. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was my era. That was when a lot of those people were around. And uh, when I came back, all those people besides Sarenson were gone. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> so syndromes comes like, back every once in a while yeah i did i have seen syndromes come back every now and then so i um but anyway uh i'm getting off on a tangent um adhd is is really a problem um so zdf didn't work and i was told zdf wouldn't work by doc holiday who he was also around back when i played um he said it wouldn't work i ignored him everybody else said this is a failing enterprise i ignored him and it failed <laughs> for reasons I won't get into here. Um, and I was like, I almost quit. And then I was like, no, no, I'm going to come back. I'm going to keep trying. And then I did, um, I kind of just flew around on my own for a while. I did uh, some role play as Xylar, who is the founder of ZDF. And then I kind of got rid of him. And then I don't remember, I don't really remember what I did during those times. I kind of think I just flew around and traded and did all kinds of stuff. And then 
I was like, I'm going to go do side data. I want to get side data because it sells for a lot. And I was like, I don't want to do it, though. I want to do it as a zoner. So, and I love zoners. Anybody who knows me knows I'd like playing a zoner. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, all right, I'm going to make a zoner science faction. So why is that? Why do you like uh, playing zoners? Freedom. Question. Freedom, <laughs> definitely. They're the underdogs. Um, everybody kind of like, um, like all the houses hate them. So it's always you've, you always kind of feel like an underdog, and everybody always wants to root for the underdog. And okay, even, gotcha. like, even, even like Darius, who in role play like hates zoners. Mm-hmm. You know, he like during the event that was recent, he actually was the central figure that kind of rallied all the zoners together to kind of do the event. So, you know, it's yeah, I mean, but everybody kind of wants to root for an underdog. You know, everybody kind of wants to root for him. I think that's why I like playing him. And I and I kind of do like the freedom. Um, I don't like having a target painted on my back, which ironically being a zoner kind of does putting a target on your back, especially if you're in a house system. But Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, if you're order, you kind of got a target painted on your back by Kahara and every lawful faction. And this, if you're this, you got a target painted on your back for that. With Zoner, you're kind of like not really liked by houses, but you're not necessarily hostile, right? And that kind of gives you the opportunity to really explore the role play a little more. Same as freelancer, right? You can kind of just observe stuff. And... I feel like the zoners are, are kind of like they're not appreciated by house governments, like their existence being there, but they're just tolerated. Yeah, kind of. They're they're kind of looked at as a, you know, in like the old times when you would have like, uh, war, uh, you know, um, mar- armies marching, and you'd have those hanger-ons, those people that were contributed nothing to the army, Damn but they followers. were like, yeah, that's kind of how I view zoners. They're kind of uh, like this back, this group of people that is like houses look at as a leech on their. Oh, so like like whatever. prostitutes and carpetbaggers then. <laughs> Hold on, Leo. We have some more questions for you. <laughs> no comment. Uh, um, um, but I, I, I that's kind of how I look at them. There's the underdogs. It's kind of why I like them. Um, and then apparently IRG, uh, Ingenious Research Group, had a big influence on the server, more than I thought they did. And when I did SLRC, it was originally just for me. And then I had people PMing me, asking me, is there a recruitment thing that I can post in? And I'm like, no. <laughs> and uh, no way. <laughs> so, I, so, so I went ahead and did it because I was like, whatever, I'll see. And ironically, all of the people who messaged me asking if there was a recruitment, none of them posted. But other people did. <laughs> so, and then I, I had Stoner Steve, who's my 2IC. Awesome guy. Uh, his name is... He, some people call him Nemo as well. Um great guy awesome he he uh, steve if you're listening you're like my backbone brother like he he helps me run stuff he calms me down when i get riled up and pissed about something because i i have i'm a hothead and i'll come in there and yeah i'll come in there and go and he goes well you know yeah you're right but (laughs) why don't you why don't we look at this from a different perspective and he's like yeah okay yeah but let's not do that let's not let's not do that because it's going to make everybody mad at us you know so he's kind of and he he's he's a great guy and then i've got proseline or proselyte sorry proseline proselyte uh awesome he's kind of our like we we make fun of him sort of as being our uh he's kind of our uh diplomat for oxo he's like 
he's like the guy who we talk to when we want something. We're like, well, we, we need Nix to do something. Hey, <laughs> hey, the pro, go get, <laughs> hey, hey, pro, go hey. get, go, go talk to Oxo for us, you know? And he's like, hey, go oh, get, okay, go get to join the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so he's the guy, he's our hookup. Uh, All right, guy. yeah, yeah. So, um, so pros, pros, awesome. Uh, really good role player, too. Awesome, great role player. Um, you know, we've got Wolverine, who's the SLRC punching bag. Mm. Um, jokes aside, though, awesome guy. He's always he's always down to do some role play. I'm always giving him pay cuts in role play, though. Pretty sure one of these days he's <laughs> he's gonna go postal. There's gonna be like a there's gonna be a, a article in the in the Gazette that says you know uh, SLRC savagery. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's gonna be that guy from Office Space that burns down the office. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, we got Banna. She's been busy with real life stuff so she hasn't been able to been playing but she's awesome too and we've got kusari who i dragged in there kicking and screaming as well as Multan, who i also was like you're a part of slrc now you don't get her choice Both so of those i kind of just... too yeah so uh, i've got them in there um i'm also two ic of star flyers if anybody didn't know that i didn't know that um, oh, nice. yeah so i i need to i need to commit more time to that i've been so busy i haven't had the ability to to do that with kusari um and Icarus, and I'm all I'm all over the place, but I'm remembering things as I go. So Icarus was actually originally Kusari's base. Um, his first POB actually, that happened to be inside the anomaly field, and he remembered who he sold it to, got the password, and gave it to me. So Icarus was originally Kusari's base from the start. I didn't know that. So I yeah. was going to buy it for him when he had it the second time. Uh, but I ended up going just keeping Makasar instead at that time. Hmm. So we got we we paid a billion credits to have the name changed and the IFF changed to donor and we're still trying to get core four. We're working on the roleplay to get core four. We're also working on the roleplay to get a custom model. Um we've got a lot of irons in the fire for sure. But uh right. but that's pretty much me. I did SSE too, which was a junker faction, didn't really take off. I had some interesting roleplay for restoring ships. Jeff actually took advantage of that. Yeah. That was kind of fun doing that. I still got the ship. Um, yeah, it, it was. It's. It didn't really. It was an interesting idea. But again, see, this is me. I do. I will take an idea, throw it at a wall, see what happens. If no responses are done by it, I tear it down and I start over. The directive was another one that I did, um, where I kind of was like, oh, I want a spy faction, and then I I did some. I, I created an in, like idea and was like, mm, this doesn't really work either. So <laughs> I tore it down. And, and like I'll I'll continuously come up with ideas, and when I come up with an idea, I bug Zentor. Like, hey, hey, what yeah, if we did this? Yeah, that's kind of how I got to know you, actually. Yeah, <laughs> like, what if we did this? What if we did that? <laughs> you know, because I'll fly around, and I'll be like, hmm, there's an idea. Because I was, like, flying around in the Zoner Whale, and I saw the big radar dish in the back, and I'm like, this would be... I could I could do long-term, long-distance communication with this ship. What if I put a cloak on it? How long does this transport cloak last? 18 minutes? Yeah. <laughs> and then that's how the directive was formed, you know? And so, and I, I've got a, ideas for a smuggler faction that's kind of, kind of brewing. It's in the oven kind of right now. Uh, due to one of the bases I obtained from Jeff. So there's some, there's some stuff in the fire. <laughs> we yeah. just pass it yeah. around. <laughs> yeah, there's some stuff in the fire for sure, but uh that's pretty much me. I don't want to I don't want to talk too much more about myself, but um, Very cool. Yeah. So that's 
where I found Leo was when he came back and he started uh, pulling on my shoulder, on my sleeve a little bit about some of his ideas with zoner smuggling, uh, economy-related stuff, some coding updates, some really interesting uh, and and sometimes like uh, what's the word? I don't know, janky mechanics, you know, that are they're kind of really <laughs> in theme to the Junkers faction, which I really liked. So uh, I love whenever people like can give me those kinds of you know crazy hairball ideas and i go hmm i wonder i wonder what we could do with that like well like how, re- how much can we run with that <laughs> i remember smuggling and i was like i forget what base it was i think it might have been chesterfield or maybe my base seaward and bearing before i sold it to uh buck owens um and i was sitting there and i was like well sse was a junker faction that did no smuggling like none they were strictly scrap and i was like well what if i wanted a private room and then I started thinking, and I was like, well, there's a login for the base that when you log into the base, it, it shows the market. The cargo. Right. And I'm like, but what if there was a login and the commodities were tagged as contraband, and you do a slash login, whatever, and that's your back room? And I was like, oh my god, I'm not a coder, okay? I'm I, I work IT, I'm a network engineer by mm-hmm. trade. I do not know code. <laughs> at all so i'm like throwing ideas as into her like what about this what about that what about this what about that <laughs> i'm pretty sure like the entire time i'm like this guy is probably like what is wrong with this dude <laughs> <laughs> i mean no really me it's like i can't i can't flesh out these ideas fast enough before he's he's yeah. got a new one you know but i love it yeah. i really do it's great and uh the smuggling back room that's it's on my to-do list after what i'm finishing right now so i, I want to make it work and and the scrambler, I won't go too much into the scrambler. Scrambler, but, uh, yep. That's gonna but be I, I, that would be hilarious for someone to mount that, activate it, and their shit blows up. I just, yes. it, they'd be like, "What the hell?" Haste <laughs> really <laughs> likes it whenever things randomly blow up on them, as far as equipment is concerned. Haste, I hope you're listening to this and enjoy this. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it would be it'd be really cool. It'd be like, well. It's like, well, it's a coin toss. Do you want to use this to get around police, or do you want to risk blowing up? Like, yeah, yeah. do you want to lose your shield because it overloaded your shield? <laughs> like, yeah, we gotta expand yeah. on this one soon. Yeah, and as, as far as the back room, which I also really think is a is a good idea, um, but it should be limited as far as uh, cargo space. You know, not uh, not like the full complement of the the base storage, but definitely like maybe a quarter of it or something like that. That's a good point. I didn't consider how yeah. much you wanted to allot to it. It wouldn't make sense if you were like, yeah, all 300,000 well, cargo units is... I mean, you room. could do... You could do... Actually, this is an idea. Instead of a cargo storage module, you could do a hidden compartment module. Mm-hmm. That's where interesting. That, that is the one that you are able to log into, or even just a backroom module. But yeah. you would have to strictly say that viewing that in the sh- in the base information would be construed as metagaming or or out of role play knowledge gained from that and that's what you would have to very you'd have to put put that out specifically because the point of the back room is is that when a lawful docks at your base unless he has that password or knows that password on that right. character he can't get into that room it's like going up to a door and the you know the thing slides open and they go password and mm-hmm. you go you go bubblegum and the the guard goes get the hell out of here before i shoot you Yep, exactly. Yeah, that's been a topic that's come up a couple times. It's like, how yeah. much knowledge do we really have about seeing what's on the base kind of thing? So that would be a, a cool um, mechanism. Now, I mean, now it's, it's themed. It's really cool, too. 
Yeah. Now, now, if there's a person that that goes to the police and role playing goes, "Hey, how much is this worth to you?" Right? And they go, "Oh, well, you know, that's really good." And they go to that base, they log in with the password, and they get access to the back room. They see all the stuff. Now they can go to that person on the forums and go, "Yeah, you're dealing in contraband. Um, mm-hmm. Here's a fine." Yeah. Right. And then you're like, and then you're like, shit. Who gave the password out? Now yeah, you yeah. don't know. Yeah. Who are we gonna <laughs> like, Who are we gonna go pound some kneecaps on? Like we gotta. Yeah. Like guy. now there's a bounty going out on somebody who you know gave out the password. Or do, do you reset the password, issue it to one person at a time, see which person leaks it, and then you go after you know it creates. Yeah. Like Tyrion Lannister dark. kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, it gives That's us like a good role play. This like underbelly kind of like Game of Thrones type. Like, sinister, like you know, politic, like plain politics and stuff. Mm-hmm. Or yeah. if that cop is a good cop, or in this case, bad cop, because right, you know, they would be like, "Oh, okay, well, how much are you going to give me for me to not report this?" Exactly, you know? right? And that's more role play, right? And then it's it's something that I just thought about. It's one of those things that I was just like on a whim. I was just like, "Huh." <laughs> Yeah, I think a lot of times these little mechanisms that people are like, oh, it's just a POB idea or whatever, like, they don't think about, I mean, even this conversation just now has expanded upon my idea of what you could be doing with this, so I don't think a lot of people really consider those things. I mean, you and me, we could could just get some beers and just sit back. We don't have to be on a a podcast or podcast, man. We could just crack some beers open and just sit here and talk. Dude, I'll... Whoa, we'll make a new game. <laughs> I know. It's dangerous talk, man. <laughs> dangerous. All right, let's go ahead and move on. So our next topic real quick is going to be closing up the last official event that happened in the Colorado system. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about it. I kind of popped in at the end of it, and I just heard that it was kind of very one-sided and that a lot of people were dissatisfied with it. Did any of you guys else uh, make it out for the Colorado event? I did not. Oh. I wasn't there for it at all. I did reposition a couple of order ships in the area, one for combat if I could swing by and, and take part in it. Um, and then I do have a, an officially tagged ship I, I was going to use for reconnaissance. I got sick, you know, just no motivation to do anything. Um, but uh, I did do some flying around. Um, I, I, it would be cool if they hid something, whether it be um, in the, what was it, the Copperton fields? Um, you know, if they hid something in there or hid something deep in Kepler um, mm-hmm. for us to find. That would be really cool. Although I don't know how that could get implemented if it requires a patch. Um, I haven't seen a patch, you know, even a, a little mini uh, patch come out recently. So um, it would be really cool if, uh, you know, after the event, you know, we do have a, a nugget. That's an actual nugget that we can uh, kind of chase after and try to find, but it's hard yeah, to so tell. This point. Real quick, just, just for the audience out there, uh, a lot of people have a lot of confusion about like what can be done without a patch or not. On the subject of this particular thing, just so that we're all aware, if you anything that a POB can be can be put into the game without a patch. So any base, uh, any any POB model, first of all, can be put in. Um, and then there's a lot of archetypes, like different types of ships. You know, for instance, a Thanatos cruiser or something like that, that have been pre-worked into some of the files and can be reskinned over a POB. Um, so things that can reskin over a POB can be put in without a patch. They're about one of the only like in-game structures that can happen without a patch. But just to throw in that little blurb in there. Gotcha. Um, okay, that's, that's good to know. Or even like a 
could they could they put like a little wormhole in there for some uh, far out system, you know, something crazy like that? Yeah, actually, you can. And the reason why is because they're POBs. Actually, event jump holes that you find are actually POBs that just pop you out somewhere else. Oh, that's so <laughs> funny. I never yep. knew that. I don't know that's, anything about the coding. That's, that's POBs awesome. are the keys of the kingdom. <laughs> yeah. Oh, we not talked about this before. <laughs> yeah, this is, uh, yeah. Come on, Zatory, oh. been holding out on us. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There are planets in Discovery that are POBs. So. But uh, yeah, there, there, there's a segment of the uh, of the epilogue talking about about the uh, order breaking formation and uh, intent on finding the launching pad of the Nomad assault. Um, mm-hmm. So it's hard to tell if there really is. I don't know if I should invest my time looking through um, to see if there is or not, but I might do it just for role play. Right. Um. So yeah, that was uh, official event. Didn't have a huge turnout, but definitely something worth talking about. The meat of our episode today that we really wanted to talk about was a suggestion by Grosier a few weeks, uh, maybe a couple months back now, um, about lawful rework. This was oh, it was the beginning uh, of this start month. Start of the month. Yeah, yeah, I got it open. Here. Uh, lawful gameplay changes, uh, and into his main target was changing the roles of the police, navy, and intel factions to change what they can do in the game to try and give more centralized work and gameplay to police themselves. Um, And it kind of slowly picked up steam, and then this past week it really blew up. But from what I remember when I first looked at it, it was going to scale back some of the uh, gameplay of the navies and intels so that they're less police and more focused on warfare. And then also... Uh, and not having them enforce laws, and the police would have less access to ship classes in order to focus more on their role as law enforcers themselves. Um, so, when you guys want to take take off on that, like for me, I don't really have a horse in this race. Mm-hmm. Um, even when I played back in 2007, I never really. Recently, though, I have had a, a an urge to play an L, a corrupt LPI. Like, I think that'd be pretty fun, but I haven't before that. I've never really had a horse in the race, like I said, because I'm not really a lawful player. Um, I'm more like neutral with zoners and freelancers to what is it called? Quasi lawful with junkers. Right. So while I will say from the side of quasi lawful with junker um, is, yeah, it, it doesn't grocery right. It doesn't really make sense for because if I go out and I run a red light. Am I going to get pulled over by a tank? <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was Probably thinking. not. Probably not, right? Like, I mean, if I get pulled over by a tank, I'm probably going to be like, what the hell did I do? And why right? am I in Ukraine? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right? Like, what is going on here? So, yeah, it makes sense. But that's also kind of on... because. The thing is, is even if you change the ID, you might still have Navy players, especially Indies. I don't think the official factions would. I think they would kind of go around. They would kind of work with that framework. Um, a lot of them probably wouldn't be happy about the change. But oh, yeah, I agree completely. You might you might see more LPI because the only LPI I ever see on are Indies. I don't ever see. I see forty sixth, first, and fifth. Mm-hmm. And I'm talking Liberty. Right. I never see LPI. Is there even an LPI faction anymore? I don't think there is, is there? Yeah, it's, I think it's gone unofficial. Yeah, it's I mean, un- it's, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, it's in the entire history of 
Disco, the only ones that's ever survived in the police section has been Liberty. And at, in all of my servers, police has definitely been one of the most lacking um, potential player factions because it's so, basically a watered-down Navy in a right. lot of regards. So I do also agree with Groshier. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't. It really doesn't make sense because I, I mean, I got stopped the other day on my Junker character, and I had a forty-six character just scream halt as soon as I came out of the gate, or and I was just, or out of the trade lane, and I was just like, um, "Hi, <laughs> like, you know, uh, what's going on?" Like, I had to just scan you to make sure you're clear to move on, and it's like if you in everyday life were going down the interstate and there was a navy. Or <laughs> army military checkpoint where they had to stop you and search your entire car, right? I mean, obviously it's it's, it's apples even to oranges, more but obscene too. You're you're like on a bicycle, and you know a, a an attack helicopter lands next to you. I mean, the, the discrepancy like you just got a, a smuggler. Just, yeah, it's like just scrap mean, metal from the junkyard, dude. Calm down. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're kind of comparing apples to oranges because I mean, you can't really compare real life to freelancer, but yeah, like. I mean, I'm not gonna get stopped. I might get stopped by a cop if I'm if my car if I'm hot boxing the shit out of my car, mm -hmm. right? Like if I'm driving down the road and I can't see my hand in front of my face because I'm smoking so much, <laughs> and the cop, you know, that's so you're talking about okay. A Tuesday, okay? Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I, I I am a I am a federal employee. I can't do that. I do not do that. But <laughs> uh, I wish I could. No, I'm just kidding. Um, what the record say? <laughs> yeah, I, I, I enjoy my alcohol. That's it. Um, but but I mean, yeah, I mean, a cop is going to pull you over if you're being suspicious, right? Mm -hmm. In real life, He's you're not going to get gonna pulled do it over. In a Harrier jet, right? Exactly. So it's like, grocery makes a lot of sense with that. Intel IDs, um, yeah, it, uh, Intel ID is like this. I don't even know. Like Intel is this weird. This super. Because I looked into. Yeah, I looked into them when I was doing the directive, and I was like, "Man, those—that's quite a lot of like. They have quite a lot of. They can go anywhere. Like LSF was out in Delta, and I'm like, mm -hmm. huh? <laughs> like, what? Intel IDs was literally introduced to me as, yeah, we can use our Intel IDs and then take battleships from Gallia to New York, and like you know, crazy shit like that. You yeah, know? like this is how we just break all the rules and um, law enforcement in general on in freelancer have been super light on your gameplay potential, unfortunately. And they're often just clones of the Navy function. So I think that he, he's got good points, but it needs a lot more than just the slight changes that he's talking about in order to really make them playable. There needs to be a nugget in the game um, to make them playable, because otherwise, unless you're a creature of habit and you love doing the same thing over and over and over, um, yeah, it's just no fun. Like power um, trading? <laughs> sure. uh, we'll get, yeah, I have some ideas for you about that one, Centaur. We'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but uh, to so to Zell's point, um, I was in a forty-six for a while, and we did have some people that got pretty upset because you know same thing every day. Like you pop in through a trade lane and hold, stop right there. You know, like you know criminal scum. And it's like uh, you know just just a universal transport. You know, calm down, kind of deal. Um, and I told him, I was like, guys, you can do soft checks. Um, so I don't know how much you did uh, in the Air Force, Leo, but I, um, mm -hmm. I did uh, some security forces, augmentee and, and that kind of stuff. So like I can I can look at somebody and just do a soft check, you know, without having to actually stop them and, yeah. 
pat them down that kind of thing like i could look at somebody and if if they're packing you can tell you know you, you can, can for sure tell you know and then you know if they're not packing it's it's harder to tell but uh yeah so you, you could do soft checks you know just scan them as they're as they're driving I by mean, but you know also to your point if they're yeah. flying erratically and they're shooting wildly in the air that kind of thing then yeah absolutely yeah. stop them. right and i mean it's kind of like the thing is, is like with what I was talking about with my my scrambler idea, right? Which is a piece mm-hmm. of tech. If mm-hmm. Liberty decides to say, "Hey, this this is actively used by smugglers," um, it it scrambles TLAG's net so we can't see you. Mm-hmm. No, you are not allowed to have this mounted on your ship. If you scan me and you see it on my ship, you can say, "Uh, you can role play as we're impounding your ship or we're fining you." Or remove that from your vessel immediately. Whatever. It's the same thing in real life. If I walk into an area with an AR-15 on my back, you're going to have some questions. Mm -hmm. Right? Like, you're going to be like, "Um, sir? Or better yet, even worse, if I have a bazooka strapped to my back. Right? You're going to go, why do you have an RPG on your back? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, stop. Stop. What? (laughs) <laughs> right like it's the same it's the same thing right it's like unless you're Texas, Navy, but yeah uh, yeah but i mean but you're gonna be stopped you're gonna you're gonna be stopped right and it's like but you can't always tell if somebody's got and that's the other kind of point to it that you know with with carrying contraband obviously you, it's apples to oranges because in freelancer you can scan somebody and see what they have in their hold in real life you can't you, sometimes you can look at somebody and go you're a stoner or you're high on methamphetamines or whatever, whatever bad drug is out there, right? You can look at somebody and tell. Sometimes you can't. So you may not know that they're packing drugs, but in Freelancer you can because you can scan. So it's kind of it's still apples to oranges, but it's like you still you're not going to be pulled over by a Navy. <laughs> it's going to be right. police. So. You know, a battleship sitting there at the uh, yeah. interstate exit, you know. <laughs> Like you stop right there. Let me check your car. You know, well, how did a battleship get on the interstate? That's what I want to know. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's from that stuff you've been smoking. <laughs> right. Oh man. Yeah. I, I think honestly, I would love to see more evolving equipment in the game too. This uh, kind of a disappointment that there should be this progression of of illicit equipment that should be introduced and phasing in and out of the game. I know it takes work, certainly setting it up, but like that's a law, a lar- large area that we could really explore. Well, I like the idea that we talked about um, commodities changing names. So, you know, if you have a smuggler and say they have uh, um, human cargo slaves, for example, um, and then a LPI stops them, you know, it doesn't always have to be like a, a gunfight. <laughs> well, excuse me. There's... Um, you, you can uh, do like a role play if if they decide to hand over the the item, it turns from slaves to freed people or something like that. Which refugees or is yeah. refugees, which is a high sell point somewhere. Um, at like a um, and vice versa, you stop vacationers on a liner or something like that, and the pirate demands them. As soon as they transfer, they become slaves, and they have their new sell points. That that gave me an i that gave me an idea, man. <laughs> Seems uh, like so, card of mine. It could be like contraband, you know. So, I've been playing a lot of Underspace, which is I'm in I'm in the alpha for Underspace, and it's a it's a game designed by a guy called Train Wiz. 
and it's it's really cool. It's a really cool. It's basically a freelancer clone. He's disassembled freelancer and put it in the Unity. It's awesome. And um, there's he had there's a ship type, an alien ship that I ran into. And it, have you ever seen like in some games where they have like a bunch of gibberish? It's like you know the symbols, but the symbols are all shifting constantly, and you don't yeah. know what it is. You could yeah, do yeah. that for contraband. I don't yeah. know if you could do it in freelancer because again, a lot of the stuff you're kind of. Not a lot, but some of the stuff you're kind of limited by. But you could actually do this when somebody scans your ship. They go, oh, I'm going to scan your ship, see what cargo you have here. And it just looks like gibberish. And yeah, it's I had like... an idea similar to that where you have different levels of scanner disruptors that would conceal or partially conceal your goods. So those two ideas could be basically merged to make something like that work. Yeah, and it could be a part of the scrambler, too. Mm-hmm. Not tooting my own horn here, but you know. Right, right. It, it could be a part of it. <laughs> trademark scrambler scrambler coming soon <laughs> but yeah it, it's uh there's a lot of like smuggling has a lot of great possibilities and it feels like unfortunately there's a lot it's smuggling's really not hard to do anymore but it feels like you get as soon if you log in it's like you're a smuggler faction like i played asgard uh, which was a different mod and there was a smuggler faction a dedicated smuggler faction and if people look at the player list and they see your tag, they know you're a smuggler and they're just going to log a ship in your path. And that's what happens. And that's what happened when I was flying my junker ship. I, somebody was, there was a Navy guy and he was in California, I think it was. And he logged to another ship in my path mm-hmm. and screamed halt at me. And it's like, it's kind of difficult to smuggle. But if you are an, but is this kind of the same problem if you're a known smuggler, right? If they've ca- caught you before and they see you on the player list, mm-hmm. and they're going to go, "This guy's coming from, uh, I don't know, he's co- he's coming from uh, Kenosis, Planet Kenosis. He's smuggling. I know what he's bringing, and they're just going right. to wait for you. They're just going to get in your path, and they're just going to stop you. And I don't really think there's a way to really stop that, unfortunately, not without getting rid of the player list, which everybody that's a really big like nobody likes that um but it's kind of i'm not and i'm not sitting here i'm not trying to complain or or whine or moan but it it it, smuggling does seem like a problem so they need so if you can't get rid of one problem this the problem of them getting in your way you kind of need to have another one and that's my idea with the the systems in between um the the shortcut systems which are have like all kinds of like anomalies and like level 23 npcs that'll blow you up and (laughs) but you can get away from you know whoever's tracking you um and the scrambler idea that i have and the backrooms idea they're kind of band-aid fixes for people getting in your way and and whatever Mm -hmm. um but yeah i definitely like this i don't know i was i don't know where i was going with this thought but that's my (laughs) i'm trying to say (laughs) So. Yeah, and that, and that's that's a common problem. I mean, really, with anything. Um, like lately, we've been dealing with somebody that's a shadow logger, just looks at player list, switches characters, and and uh, mm-hmm. stalks us. You know that kind of thing. Um, but at the same time, if it's done correctly, it is kind of wanted um, as right. a smuggler. You know, because I I do smuggling along yeah. with the, the trading. Um, you do want to be caught sometimes as a trader. I want oh, yeah. a pirate interaction once in a while, but not just 
but just not every day, every yeah. single time, you know, the same people. And you can tell, especially the way that they talk and, you know, they come up with some mm-hmm. bullshit role play. Like, come on, you got to do I mean, something. Better than that. Like being caught as a smuggler and like escaping is like the most satisfying feeling in the world. I, <laughs> I ran away from a guy with kidnapped VIPs one time to my POB that I had in Kepler. And he chased me from New York all the way to Kepler. And I got away from him. And That's I was awesome. like, see you later, sucker. And I docked. Yeah. <laughs> I know. He was just like, ah. But I had was... an RM chase me from New Berlin all the way into Texas. And he just got into Texas. And he started like shooting in cruise disruptor, but I was just out of range. So then he put in local chat um, to all local law enforcement. There's no smuggler, yada, yada, yada. Like he role played it perfectly, but yeah, he, <laughs> yeah. he didn't catch me. I just barely got away. Yeah, yeah and, I, and, I think that those interactions definitely have to happen. And I don't think that yeah. you should try to stifle one or the other. But I think that if we can come up with creative ways on both sides well, to make you know, the gameplay rewarding. Yeah. Don't throw the baby out with the bathwater. Right. Like you, you want to try to keep, you want to try to keep the the basic composite of the role play, but you want to try to dissuade people from shadow logging. That's basically what you want to do. Mm-hmm. The problem with that is, and honestly, unpopular opinion. But a lot of people are probably going to crucify me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The API player list on the forums needs to go away. Yes, it needs to be removed. It needs to be taken down. And because people use it, I mean, it's it's fine to to use it to see like, hey, is my friend playing? Can mm-hmm. I log in to see if my friend's playing? But people abuse it. And well, that's what Discord is for. Yeah, yeah, well, you're you're right. But I mean, I understand the point of the API existing. Mm. I understand why it's there. However, there are people who abuse it. There are people who use that to go. I want to ruin somebody's day. Yeah, I'm going to just I want, pop up yeah. in space in front of them. Yeah, and there are people that do it. Oh, so, yeah. We've been seeing it literally daily for the past two weeks from a certain yeah, person. Yeah, we've literally been, yeah, we've been, we've been living that. Um, the, the, the only thing I have to say about that is um, you take that away, okay, then they'll just log in like a neutral ship and then just to check the player list and then... There's um, always a way around it. it. Yeah, yeah. They'll, they'll just keep doing that. What, what it's going to have to do is... Uh, you know, unfortunately, this community is not strong enough to do it, but it's going to have to take a, a community culture um, to make it understand like that this is not an acceptable behavior. But the problem is enough people view it as an acceptable behavior. Um, and and, it, and it's uh, really skewed the reason why they think it's a good behavior, because they think, oh, well, because I want to go for RP, I want to go for interaction. Well, it's not good interaction is if you're going to talk to them for only a minute, get your money, fly back to the freelancer base that you just unlocked, uh, undocked from, and then log out. What mm-hmm. role play is that? That's, that's not role play. If you're going to sit, you're going to talk. Um, you know, in a, in a lot of cases, uh, people that use factions, uh, actual factions to, to pirate, not just a pirate ID. Um, you know, build relationships with the people that, um, you're pirating in that area and make them sympathetic to your cause. Um, that could create some interesting role play. So, um, yeah, and and I'm not just saying pirates are, are just the, uh, we're kind of getting into the weed a little bit here, but it's not just the pirates. I know there's some traders out there too that they see red and they'll instantly dock and oh, you know, run away. Yeah. Kind of 
And but, the thing that I like, there was a I, uh, Mickey. I don't know if you know him. Mickey's Revenge. Yeah, he's interesting. He, he had this hilarious interaction with this trader, and I I it, it, I was in Discord when he did it, and he pirated the trader, and then he's like, "Hey, I noticed you." I think it was like Rhineland Ale or something on board, and he made up some BS. Was like, "Hey, you know what? How about you give me some money?" And I will escort you through Liberty Space to make sure you don't get stopped by enforcement. Yeah, basically <laughs> pirated him, but he, it was it was a funny interaction, and he was laughing the entire time. And that kind of pirating like cracked me. Like if you've ever been pirated by An, An-, An- I can't ever say his name Ang- Angar. Yeah, it it or him or um, yeah. I've been around for I've been around for a couple of Mickey's, and, uh, but 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 Jericho got got one today. <laughs> but just just in general, like the DTR guys, like eighty percent of the DTR guys, it's always funny. They'll pirate you, and then they'll have a conversation with you. They'll go, "Oh, well, thanks for the money. How are you doing today?" Yeah, <laughs> and yeah see, that's, what? That's awesome. <laughs> and I, I've gotten into it before with certain players back and forth who are absolutely staunchly opposed to this idea. Like it should just be give me money, die, or and I'm out of here. No, I mean, yeah, There's I guess if you're that. if if you're there is, but I mean, I guess if you're, but again, it it all comes back to to me. It's apples to oranges. You're trying to compare a a twenty what is this the twenty ninth century game like space simulator like this is what you're supposed to be in to twenty first century ideals. If you get pirated in real life, they're not going to just take your money. They're going to take your life. Mm-hmm. They're going to take your ship. They're going to take your women. They're probably going to kill you, and they're going to sell your women into slavery. Yeah, and that that's, brings up that's, one thing about pirating that I've kind of hated is the whole give the money thing. Like, do you want that paper trail as a pirate? You're just going to take credits through a banking system? Yeah, right. <laughs> like you, you, you can't really compare like 21st century pirating to 29th century yes, pirating. Uh, you can't. People are. I think that's a lot of the problem that some people. Not a lot of the problem. It's some of the problems that people have with discovery and the role play and the systems is they're trying to compare 21st century to 29th or whatever century this is. Mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily. It's well, not it was there, science. The people I've argued with before, the perspective is like as a pirate, I'm thinking about where the law enforcement, when are they going to show up? When are they going to get me? I want to get my money, get in and get it out. And but I think that, that just doesn't apply anymore to the current level of player population that we're dealing with. And also I'm flying right. through like my favorite vanilla system right now. I love the system. Burgundy? Ed- Edinburgh. No, the, the vanilla oh, system. Oh, okay, vanilla. Yep, yep, yep. Yeah. But and and the thing is, I mean, there, but there is room for that though. If if you have somebody that is a known pirate, say say um he earns himself through reputation, he's the terror of the towels, you know, something like mm-hmm. that. Um, if if he prowls through the towels for a couple hours a day, and that's just what he does, he's got a little patrol pattern. He flies around. Hey, give me your money or your life. You know, there's room for that. That's understandable. That's respectable. But Maybe he even has some forum RP or game RP. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, it has a little lot. <laughs> We're like, yeah, I got us another one, and finally got you know got me uh got my girl that diamond ring she wanted. You know, something like that. You know, so that the, there is room for that role play, but it has to be done right. If you if you player list watch, log in, 
get your bounty, and then you land and log back out. That's not mm-hmm. respectable. People hate that. I've seen that happen so much. Yeah, yep. that's that is that is that is the experience I'm getting anymore. Probably nine out of the ten times I'm, I'm getting fifteen that minutes stuff. before this podcast started. Fifteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So so as much as it has to do with the, the the player base population, it's also the standard of role play. Too many people are letting the standard get watered down, and it's becoming an acceptable practice. And and the thing is too is is I'm always I'm always playing devil's advocate with this kind of discussion. Is a lot of it. Some of the pirates just want role play. And so some of the time they will actually use that player list on the forums to see, oh, there's somebody in a system my ship is in. I want to get some quality role play done. Mm-hmm. And they will shadow log. And I, I hate shadow logging. I hate it with a fiery passion of a thousand suns. But there is a point to it that I understand is that some people are just craving some some interaction. Mm-hmm. And they'll log in in your path. And they'll pirate you, but it's just because they just want to role play. They just want to have an interaction with somebody, right? And that—that's—that's and... that's why I gotta say something that is so extreme as removing the player list. Unfortunately, isn't so easy to make happen. Right? Yeah, especially with the population the way it is. I, mm-hmm. I—it's it, kind of the devil, you know. Right. If, if in a, in a manner of speaking, it's it's like yeah, this this thing sucks, and some people abuse it, but it's also necessary for interactions to take place. So and that's it right there. It's a, it's hard enough to get activity together on the server when you don't coordinate it outside of the the game. Exactly. That when you've got the player list or the the forum list, then at least you can look and then know exactly where you can find well, activity. Well there there was one idea that I had. I took it off somebody else. I think it was Fab. His idea was a little drastic, but I kind of took his idea and made it my own was that if you're in Pennsylvania or New York. If you're in New York, let's say New York, you're in New York, the player list will say Liberty Space. If you are in Britonia, it will say Britonia Space. Mm-hmm. If you are in Omegas, it'll say Omegas. It doesn't tell you exactly where you're at. It just tells you what sector of space you're what in. What sector of space you're in. And it's like... I've heard that, that one That helps, too. but it's, I, I still think that is too extreme because by the time you get from Omega... I don't know, five to Omega uh, 41, that person could already be in the Omicrons. Well, you know they're either in Omicron Gamma or Theta, but if they're in Theta, they can go to the Sigmas instantly. If they're in Gamma, they might be in the Omegas for or Omicrons for a while, but you don't know. So it kind of, it's. I still think that's too much of a, I don't want to say too much of a nerf, but it's too much of a, a drawdown, even still. Wait, for, what if you had equipment that you could purchase that would scan out in a radius of systems from where you like are no and Man's there might be like multiple tiers and like your basic scanner will tell you like who's in the system adjacent to you if you buy like the better one it tells you like who's within three systems of you mm. and then like, like no Man's Sky. interesting idea like the conflict scanner from no man's sky i've never or played the economies but... so so they have different scanners so you have you'll have a, a, a conflict scanner which will kind of tell you, like, what is there a conflict? Is it a stable system? Is it unstable? Is it neutral? Um, mm-hmm. They'll tell you they have economy scanners. Like, you'll scan a system and it'll say this is is affluent or this system is poor, kind of thing. It's like you can equip that scanner and it'll tell you basically what you want. So it's kind of like that where it'll scan adjacent systems and tell you you'll type slash I don't know slash scan mm-hmm. whatever. 
and it'll scan. There are zero players in the area. And then you jump to the next system and you type scan. There are one, there's one player in, say you jump to Cortez. There's one player in Coronado. You jump to Coronado. There's one player in Tower 31. You're like, shit, they're running. <laughs> or, or, or they're, or they're trading and you try to like intercept them. You try to catch up as fast as you can. Yeah. And like you, like you use my idea of the uh, overclocking your engines. Mm-hmm. That's, that's another idea. That's another idea. I've had. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's a shameless good. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, oh, I, yeah I, I think that. Uh, I mean, even if you had a mechanic where it just like detects what you have mounted, and depending on what scanner you have mounted, whenever you open up your Y, your chat, it just shows you appropriately who is. It'll say maybe you know that there's 30 players in game, but it's only going to show you the systems of the ones that are like within one system of you. If you have the is lowest that, tier, is that possible to do with the? Probably. I haven't looked into any of the chat functions, but I mean, yeah, probably. <laughs> I mean, that would be interesting. I mean, and that would be another money sink. Yeah. I mean, I mean, that's which, what I think. That's what I immediately thought which, about. Like, which I, I eventually during this podcast before it's over, I want to talk to you about the econ stuff because I have an idea. Okay. We should I probably do. start moving on then from this smuggling yeah. thing then. Um, so the next thing I really want to hit on just quickly is some news from development land, dev land. Um, where did I write down my notes? Here we go. Okay, so last week I introduced trade deals. Um, it's got a lot of debate back and forth. Essentially, it's apparently <laughs> kind of a slightly different version of the perk system that already exists. I actually didn't even realize or I had forgotten that official factions could request certain commodities. I mean, I know they could as permanent features, but this one was more cyclical and based on having a temporary um, buff in place. Is that um, the one you posted in uh, in your in that Discord? No, this is the, the one I posted. Event? This is the one I posted to the forums. Can you link me real quick? Yeah. Like, check it out. Yep, yep, yep. I think I must must have missed that one. Community feedback. Um, no, it's under announcements. That's right. Okay. Let me get in there. I'll find it. Yeah. So, and that was really, I, I talked about this with Slappy like years ago, literally, about giving some kind of more agency to house governments originally was the idea. So they could right. like monetize and incentivize trade in their areas to certain groups that they RP with. Um, and then through taking another pass at it, I suggested it in this particular fashion. Basically, you come up with RP. It doesn't have to be that huge, and we can have a temporary event bonus um, because I, of the interaction. I do remember that because you put plutonium, or you put research in quotes. Oh, yeah. Plutonium. I linked SRC. I was, like, I was like, what are you implying that we're building nuclear weapons? Because we uh, are. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> totally yeah, not. Yeah. Everything is safe. Don't come to my base. <laughs> <laughs> Sneaky bastards that they are. You're um, been receiving a lot of weird shipments lately. <laughs> the next hey, thing was hey, no comment. Go ahead. I just said no comment. Okay. <laughs> um, I wrote additional code in the events plugin uh, in the last couple of days, which I've been sending through various people's feedback. Um, the main part of it is just adding restrictions, but optional restri restrictions for ship classes. So we could actually make 
trade events and potentially the combat events if we want to, uh, restricted by ship classes. So we could literally make specific liner trade or specific armor transport trade, transport trade, or freighter trade, and we can make them thematic, which would be really cool. Um, so if we don't want to see just everybody's 5Kers appear for the weekend event, then we can make things, you know, a little the, bit spicier. I love the fact that you just said it applies to combat too, because then you're not going to just get cruisers spamming all over the place, killing, yeah, you know, killing 5Ks and stuff. They'd have to use snubs. They'd have to use freighters. Yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, so that's the the trade part is is already written. Um, I already put that onto my repository and was getting feedback from the dev team about it, which is mostly positive so far. So that's cool. Um, I was also kicking around the idea of whenever you purchase an event commodity, it pops up a window that explains what's going on. Something I was a little bit dissatisfied with is you could, you know, log in as a newer player or just not be aware that this faction currently has a bonus and you purchase something and it says now we're entering the event, you know, shipping bonus or whatever. Like, you have no idea where it's supposed to go to get the bonus or what's going on unless you dig through the forums. So in this um, little dialog box, which I wrote the code for already, was it would pull that information. So if you bought an event commodity, it would check what the details are and then spit it out in a dialog box and lets you know what's going on, what the bonus is, and then give you pertinent information that way. Um, so nice little buff there, I think. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. I, I do like that. That's a... Uh... Did you... How... What's the character limit on that? Um not really is one because I can do multiple variables essentially that would put in strings. So. I mean, okay. there, there probably is some, but essentially I was going to do kind of a Mad Lib fill in the blank that tells you the one line, like what this is and where it's got to go to make the bonus. And then you have a separate line of how much it is. And then I was going to add an additional section where we could actually put in a description, um, which will be a lot easier because I'm currently working on oh. a event editor. So you can put this all the stuff oh, in here without okay. writing code. Um, and then that little blurb, which could be the same as just that first paragraph on the forums, would also appear in the dialog box. The RP section. I'm, I'm thinking of when Jeff did his with the uh, with the, the stories. Yeah, yeah, it was kind of the okay. hints. That was me Cause... basically taking that code and abusing the heck out of it to make it do what I wanted. <laughs> it was cool. It was really cool. I really liked it. Oh. Uh, like I'm thinking because when you said that, I thought character limit because. There was one of those, I can't remember if it was Bretonia or Kusari that I picked it up, and it was like, I clicked it, and it was like, just word vomit. It was just like, I was only one field I had to work with. No commas, everything went in there. It just, no, I know. <laughs> I'm like, thinking, I was like, okay, I gotta like, and I remember I had been drinking that night, so I'm like... <laughs> Oh, <laughs> so I'm, like, I'm like leaning close to this. I'm like, okay, I got to read what this says. So I'm thinking like the uh, the reason that's why I, I asked about the character limit, because if like, say, Jeff or you or whoever's doing the event wants to do something, because that was really fun, because it really made you like, actually, I, I didn't get past uh, Bretonia because I, I got totally sidetracked. But oh, okay. I didn't get a lot of really... feedback on that, except for people saying that it was hard to find stuff. So I'm glad to hear that it, you, you enjoyed it. One one of them was kind of vague. I think it was Bertoni was oh, kind of vague. Yeah, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> yeah, so I mean, really vague. Like I, I think that's why I, I stopped doing it. But bit of critique for you for the future. Um, but if we, if we want to do something like that again, we would need the character limit, and that's a good thing that that there's no that you'd not well. 
I guess that there is not that there isn't one. You just are unaware of one. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I mean it's, I it's mean, big for sure. So I don't yeah. think there'll be a concern there. Okay, uh, that'd be cool. That'd be cool to see in the future for sure. Did you yeah. see the little event GUI editor that I had? Um, I saw that. On? Yeah, okay. yeah, I saw that. It looks really cool. I'm not sure what that individual's problem was with that. I'm kind of confused as to what their comment on that was. I don't really. I I, I read it a couple of times and yeah. I'm like, uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Having a format like that though, and like just as you mentioned, Leo, about the event that I put on, that would make it so much easier with something nice and neat like that, where right. you could you could do story events easy, where you're just going mm-hmm. one place to the next to keep people moving. Like it's a whole yeah. new type of event instead of just trading back and forth. Yeah. Right. That that's kind of what I'm. I'm always about role play. Like if anybody knows me, I'm down to role play no matter what um but that would really like open up a lot of like doors for a lot of different events so yeah i think it'd be fun so (laughs) a quick little insertion here i was hauling that beryllium ore just now and we got to talking about everything and i completely lost track of where i was going and i just realized that i went straight to makazar without thinking (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> holy moly went right back home <laughs> you just did a big loop came back around <laughs> i'm gonna sh- i'm going to shadow log you now yeah you just <laughs> definitely do all right i guess i'm gonna go into tokyo now with this beryllium also just noticed that my ore so i have beryllium ore on board and i docked in makassar and i went to the commodity trader and my ore doesn't show up in my hold while i'm on the base it shows that my my hold is full but in the commodity well, exchange, that's it's a little. Show. Yeah, it's a if little. If you want uh, aside, if you want an escort, I'll, I'll come escort you. As long as I don't get tracked down by a Kahara again, this character <laughs> seems to attract Kahara. Like <laughs> that's a little bug there I've had happen lots, especially when I've been closer to the edge of the map or like the visible map. Uh-huh. I don't. I don't know if it's similar. I had it happen on your base once already too. So interesting. That's the, that's the only time I've had it happen is when I I was doing some secret sigma 15 bases there back in the early days and they were so they were a little bit off the map they're like probably by a you know half a grid and it that used to happen to me all the time where i'd have to I go gotta and look into up, that then that might on. be that might be a known glitch yeah a bug in the the plugin you, yeah cause as soon as you log back in it shows the cargo there like nothing happened so it does look like a certain pirate is a system away, and he's usually in this system. So he's probably going to come over here. We'll see. Are you talking about, are you talking about Grimwolf? <laughs> no, I'm talking about the Royalist in Tau 31. Ah, uh, okay. Surveillance. Right. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, he's my buddy. We had a, we had a chat today. Yeah, I, I had, had a chat, a chat. too. I uh I still need to put I think I did post the, the logs, but uh yeah we had a we had a little chat today. <laughs> Good yeah. pirate then. Uh, no, I uh this might be TMI, but no, I I uh I was hanging out right near the um Macazar. He he pretty much chased me into Tau uh uh thirty seven, I think. And mm. I lost him in there. He was chasing after someone else, I think, and I flew back into twenty twenty three. Um then he chased me through to twenty three. No, he's a shadow out. logger. He's always yeah. He's, he's, he's the one like we're talking about. Anybody that comes to Makassar for the past week, he's been shadow logging. So, yeah, yeah. Been yeah, making his his week there. So I, I I pretty much told him I was like I was like, dude, you, you might want to chill out. <laughs> just 
I mean, he's made a, a bucket of money off of us. <laughs> yeah, I don't. So what I've started doing is anytime I see, I think I know whose alternate ships are, um, which I, of course, will not say on this platform. But um, what I start doing is when I see someone log in that I think is him, I immediately start diverting and, and flying elsewhere. And then more times than not, I'm correct. And then he'll log in. And then I'll just sit and wait. And I mean, I'm just logging faction time and, you know, you know, base is already filled up, doesn't really need the supply right now. So I'll just kind of sit and wait, do some forum work or <laughs> go do something else, get, uh, get some lunch or something. And yeah, uh, wait for him to leave. Shout out, or he's in 23 now. We might, we might cut this segment. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> nah, keep it. You got to keep it. <laughs> this is real time. But, uh, well, we should definitely move on um, to the next topic though. Yeah, so the last little thing in Devlin that I want to hit real quick is um, apparently we have a project manager now. Um, as of last week, I think it was another uh, extension that came with Laz. Laz has rejoined the development team. Really? And with him came a guy named Phil, who has taken the role of our project manager. And we've had a meeting with him. And I'm really, really excited, actually, because he's like bringing some organization. And I like it a lot. So... I nice. uh, have big hopes for this, and it's something that we've really lacked over the years for sure is coordination and organization. That's Ooh. awesome. I did remember, um, you know, you, you didn't say a lot about what happened in, the, in that meeting, but uh, I do remember that you, you messaged us and you're like, oh, my God, things are organized. We're actually talking about launching the patch. <laughs> Start eye twitching because spreads spreadsheets are brought up. You know? Like, oh my god! Like, there's a slideshow. It's <laughs> a slideshow, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, so that's fun. So uh, that's really cool. If they could bring some stability and some uh, some cohesion, um, then that'd be really good. Especially to get this patch out because there's a lot of people waiting for this patch for various reasons. A lot of people nervous about this patch, but. Um, definitely, and we know who. Um, you know, tired of hearing him complaining about his SRP, but uh, dang it, he needs his SRP. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't complain about it. He brings it up every now and then. I know. I give him crap, but uh, no, he has a right. It's been a, it's it's been done for a year. He's been waiting for it. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we, to... we've definitely been feeling a lot of patch fatigue across the server. Um, oh, so, I, I, yeah. definitely for sure. I mean, it's been over a year now. Yeah, um, players that aren't even logging in until the patch happens, they don't. They're just bored with the way things are and hoping for change. So, it'd be nice yeah. when they, they at least get the story pushed out a little more and something new. Heck, with the OF uh, uh, event, like people log back in because it was something new and exciting going on, and they've been role playing it like crazy. So that's good to yeah. see. Yeah, definitely. So we're looking at an hour and six minutes or so at this point. We'll probably look at some cuts. Um, probably should start wrapping it up, though. What do you guys think? Um, what about the uh, official requirements? Oh, yes. You want to hit on that, Racer? Yeah. Yep. So uh, another topic. So uh, official faction requirements. Um, so this has been a, a big topic of mine. Um, and and you know talking about official faction requirements so as of right now the only real requirement is the the three players and the three days of activity within a quarter which even the three players is a suspect i think some official factions don't even have that um but they're still kind of flying under the radar um i've uh 
proposed um, to various people the, this idea, and it seems to have an outstanding response. I bring it up on the forum. People seem to ignore it. I don't really know why. Um, but I think that official factions should also have a requirement for uh, role play. Um, the system, the way that it would work, because we we all know those factions that you send them uh, something on the forum, they never reply, um, or they reply like a month later. Um, there should boosting be boosting transmission. A, yeah, boosting transmission over and over. Um, yeah, we won't, won't get too <laughs> too deep into the weeds of uh, certain stories, but um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, boost, boosting transmission. Uh, unfortunately for you, Leo, he's transmissions. Not, unfortunately for you, Leo, he's not an official faction. It's just an asset, and good <laughs> luck getting a response because I think the person doesn't play anymore. But uh, eternity, every two days. Eternity, yes. Owners <laughs> of the missing eternity luxury liner. Um, <laughs> but uh, I feel like like that's just like a a repeating page in a grocery store. Like, would the would the owner of the blue Kia Sorento please come to the like, yeah. <laughs> over and over a, and over? <laughs> well, I made a meme. Did you see the meme that I made? No, no. Oh, look in the discovery memes. No, I really uh, made yeah, it. It's hilarious. <laughs> but uh, and at least I think it is. So anyway, um, the the way the system would work is if an official faction is sent a communication. Um, there should be a requirement to respond to that. Um, it there should there there can't be a boost um, or a ping consecutive days. So it has to be every other day. If there's a third ping to that communication, that faction fails a check for that quarter. Um, there is, I think, waivers that that can be done if something stupid comes across the desk of an official faction, like. Um, you know, a, a year or so ago, a certain somebody tried to lay siege to Albany Police Academy, and he messaged the LPI that uh, he he tracked some prison liner docking with the academy, which makes no sense at all. And uh, and they captured um, some general or something. It was so weird. I think the guy was high. Um, <laughs> that should be something where you can go through the admins or a moderator, and they, they can give you so. a waiver. Yeah, I totally did that. Was, you know, that was back in the days when I did gummies. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, you, you can get a waiver. You know, something's really outlandish or stupid. Um, or in the case of like life, real life stuff, obviously that's fine. I think. Well, even at that case, oh, if you have three, if you have three active players, two of them should yeah. be able to pick up the slack. That's um, true. That's true. I, they're they're you know again the watering down of role play that has happened over time and and things that are becoming acceptable um well, that's one thing i, I don't i don't uh waver the line on i, I think if you have I mean, an official faction uh, you know because other players might want to play as that official faction you're kind of holding up the process and people and, have left for that and you're you're right i mean a lot of the role play has been watered down for official factions um well, I mean, there's there's some OFs that literally don't do their own at all. No. Yeah, 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 I know. But, I mean, if you want to really, like, flip to the other side, like, again, I'm devil's advocate all the time, right? Mm -hmm. um, if you flip to the other side, there's a lot of roleplay requirements that are ambiguous mm -hmm. that you don't know how much you need. And a lot of the times, the roleplay that... And I don't know if I'm speaking out of turn or if I'm not getting what you're saying. Well, um, I mean... I think your situations, though, that would be for particular goals. But if it's just like respond to the people that are trying to interact with your area of space, then that should be okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, so, so this is yeah. so, so. I know what, what okay, you're yeah, getting. I, I, I get what you're putting down now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, like, SRP is a big questionable area. Like, how much do I have to put in? Or, like, base upgrades, you know, what do I need to do? Like, or trying to convince story to change a certain solar or something. That's, like, really ambiguous and vague. But as far as, like, like hey, you're the Liberty Police faction, for instance, just for a really generic example. That's a bad example. But just for a generic example, like, this message is to Liberty law enforcement. Somebody on that end needs to pick up the line if there's an official faction in that role. If you're just going to mm-hmm. ignore it month after month, that that you have no right to remain as the official faction pretending to be in that area space. So Absolutely. long as it's not, you know, like BS, you know, and it's not like, hey, I lost my I car mean, keys, you know, but I I mean, it's like even a reply just as like, <laughs> like after the Erie crisis, when the first was asking for researchers, I don't know if you saw the post that I made as SLRC that was like, sorry, you're. Your communication has been blocked, as you are in the group of liberty <laughs> fascists. Like, you know, like I mean, just a reply of something Terror like, that, right? <laughs> yeah, right. Where it's just something like where you're just like, we got your communication, but go to hell, kind right. of thing. Like, I just mean, so long as it's in our sure. That is a response, though. That that is something. Yeah. Um, so right. many times, other other factions don't even just they don't even respond. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, that goes down to inactivity and, you know, other players might be actually wanting to, to lead that faction. So um, this kind of goes back to people hanging on to their pixel power. And, not and it's especially to like a... true with sovereign official factions that represent in an area of space. You know, like if we're talking about like traders. OK, you know, sure. Like maybe somebody doesn't really care that one of the zoner factions isn't responding about something going on in Delta. But like if you're the, you know, the Rhineland military or the people that are representing the coalition or something like that, like you are specifically representative to this sector of the space of the game. Restricted equipment, for example, Mm -hmm. like uh, I don't want to name a house faction because I don't want to piss anybody off. But there's been requests in there for restricted like equipment and stuff and restricted cargo. No, sorry, not equipment, restricted cargo. That has been in there for like since the start of the year Mm -hmm. and nobody's replied. And it's like, well, if I transport stuff into the system and I get stopped, like, what am I supposed to wait for six months for you to reply to me to be able to do cargo runs to your, your sector of space? Yeah, exactly. Those those kind of things. Yeah. um, Take, take a hit. Um, I mean, if you decline me, fine. I mean, I, whatever, I'm still going to do it. I'll just smuggle it instead. But, Mm -hmm. But I want the role play there so that I can go in there. And if a Rhineland stops me and goes, hang on, I need to check the system. And they go to the forums, whatever. Yeah, you're good. You're clear. That'd be, you know, whatever. Because they're checking the neural nets. You're talking about, like, governments rather than official factions. And those are, like, two different things. Because official, I mean, most of the time, official factions are in government. But you don't know. For the faction I'm talking about, they reply to those... Right. Okay. That their their so military re- usually is the one that replies to the post in my from what I've seen in past posts. But yeah, you're right. Not all house factions operate the same, and that's the same. That's the the same to be said about reality too. Not every mm. government functions yeah. the same. Yeah, as uh, Leo's saying, there's there are some governments that are you know one faction alone, creator coalition, mm-hmm. etc. Right. Right. Yeah. And my comment to that was going to be it's like those sort of posts, especially in 
busy systems, they they get a few of them. I've I've seen some governments where they just hit them like once a month, just because there's they, no, and that's fine. Things. I mean, once a month. I mean, it's 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 a video game. At the end of the day, this is yeah. a video game, exactly. and people have real life stuff. I've had a terrible month. That's why I didn't comment on the the Colorado event because uh, I wasn't able to make it. But um, but I mean, real life happens, and a lot of these folks are just like one person answering all the comms and it's just like you know children are born people get sick i mean you know stuff happens yeah so and i understand a lot of it but like six months i mean there's got to be somebody in your oh. faction come on there's somebody well, then there and that can to respond and that's where it kind of well, goes into the pixel power thing is that people can't like yeah. the range. right yeah and that's you know it in a lot of cases, there there are people that are willing to do that, but for whatever reason, they're not able to to rise to that position of power, um, you know, to be able to to do that. So, well, you know, people I mean, like it. Delegate, I, I, yeah, delegate, um, bring <laughs> bring people in too. Um, yeah, you know, I, I made a point uh, last podcast with uh, talking about um, developer staff, admin staff, and even moderator staff. Um, you know, if, bring bring more people in. Um, recruit and uh, I, I, I volunteered once, yeah. I, I volunteered um, as well, and then somebody that was inactive got hired, so I don't get it. So, yeah, along not, those lines, since the last time we brought this up about player factions and form activity, I actually put in a player request like I don't know, a week ago <laughs> or a week and a half ago, maybe specifically asking for a rule change in this regard. So, <laughs> I don't know, maybe uh, if enough people put in this request, then. You know, it'll, it'll at least get looked at. So, so let me ask a question to you, Zentor, and you don't mm-hmm. have to answer because we're on a podcast. Um, and this is going to put out. This is p- going to be put out to everybody. So, I know that I talked with Undertone. Uh, he's a marketing guy, like I am, because I'm. Uh, I have a degree in marketing and, and network engineering. Um, is there going to be a marketing team? At all? Has it been discussed in the within the dev team or the admin team or anything like that? So in the circles that I can currently see, I've not seen anything recently discussed about uh, marketing. There was okay. before I left a couple of different times. It was brought up as like, "Hey, we should really do this." But as like everything in Devland, um, hopefully prior to our project manager, uh, mm. <laughs> it was just like lost in the scroll of discord and because never became a thing the last i heard and this was god probably six months ago maybe a little less than six months ago is the reason why they didn't want to market is because one the patch wasn't out or wasn't anywhere near ready at the time and two the launcher is a travesty um and they said who i talked to said let's wait until we get a new launcher and let's wait until the patch is closer so I'm asking you, and not necessarily you, because you may not know, but I'm just, mm-hmm. I want to get information. Do we know if there's going to be a new launcher? And do we know if there's ever going to be any kind of marketing driven for Discovery? Because I think that would really help the player count. Well, I know that Treeworm had been working on updating the launcher, but I haven't heard anything since I've been back on mm-hmm. if this has actually been worked on further or if he's picked it back up. Um, I know that he's he's back around, but I, I really never mm-hmm. can put a pin down as to what Trueworm is acting on or doing. Actually, I think a lot of people feel that way. Um, 
So he, I know he's got his hands in a lot of pots. So I don't really know about the launcher yeah. and marketing. I think it's a general vibe we want marketing, um, but I don't know if there's anything solid. And I did, that I did that video at least. I did that yes. video and I, I got I got haste liked it. I know haste liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, that was but a beautiful I video. I loved it. I didn't really hear a lot. Yeah, I did it, and then like my hard drive crashed. So that's like the only version of it you're getting because I lost it. Oh, I, had no. a, I, I had an old NAS drive that I thought I had on a RAID one, mm-hmm. or sorry, a RAID one zero, but I did not have it on a RAID one zero. I had it on a RAID zero, and mm-hmm. uh, and, I, and if anybody knows IT terms, that means goodbye. It's gone. The hamster side of his his monitor yeah, or his uh, tower case died. <laughs> yeah, so so it, it wasn't a, it wasn't in my case. It was in a NAS. It was in a NAS server, and it blew up. Um, but the video still exists. It's on 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 YouTube on YouTube. Um, and I did that, and I Hayes was like, "We really like this. We'd like you to do a video for the mod or for the patch." And I was like, "Great." I was like, uh, "Can you get me access to the dev build, and I'll do some work?" And then it was just silence. So I don't that's why I'm asking about the marketing side, because I'm like, I didn't hear anything back. And now I'm doing uh, I'm actually doing for Underspace. I'm actually doing their Steam uh, launch video for when they come to launch. So I'm actually doing that. And I wanted to see, like, if there was any movement on that on Discovery side. So and that's kind of for the community, too, at large. I just wanted to see if there's any plans on marketing or a new launch or anything, too. Yeah, I mean, not that I've seen, unfortunately. I'm sure that once we actually get close to seeing the end of the tunnel for the patch release, that these topics will come back up, at least right. at least the marketing stuff. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. But I mean, Facebook marketing, Facebook ads are not that expensive. It's like 200 bucks, I think, and I could pay that. <laughs> I'm going to... I'm going to... Uh, you're gonna have to be my uh, my sugar daddy there, Zell. So. <laughs> yeah, I'll do it. I'll do it. I don't mind. I don't mind forking two hundred bucks. So. Well, it, so gonna, know, he, gonna fund all my coding enterprises. Well, hold on. He's the <laughs> he's the zoner, so isn't he the camp follower for the? Yeah. You know, <laughs> you gotta start making money, man. <laughs> hey, you know, camp so you know, and you, you, man. You mentioned, yeah, prostitution, man. That's you got a lot of money from that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you sing the cash. I'll write the code. Come on now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know, I one thing is for certain though, when this uh, when this patch gets near, things are going to get very interesting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. If 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 the one thing that I will tell you, Zentor, if you want to pass it up, and for any of the devs listening, Haste Reeves, any of you guys, if the when the patch gets, I'd say maybe like two weeks out, would probably be the best time to do it get me some b-roll with a camera ship or a dev ship that's invisible or something get me some really cool b-roll and i can assemble it myself and put music to it some copyright free stuff slap it in a like a minute minute and a half video and slap that on youtube or i mean facebook or anything like that and we know our age group already i mean it's 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 a pretty wide net so you don't really have to worry about having a narrow uh market group i mean you've got what i mean sci-fi is probably what 18 to probably even less than that probably i'd say 15 to 62 years old male female doesn't matter which so don't let let say dennis here that what is he 67 (laughs) i mean 
I mean, you can go all the way up. You can go all the way up to eighty. I mean, sci-fi has always been something that's grabbed people. And if you, as if you get the marketing out there with a cool-looking video, if you get the B, if I get the B-roll, I can put the video together. You don't even have to give me access. Just give me some really, give me a, give me a ton of B-roll with a lot of cool features, a lot of cool clips, system system shots, and all kinds of stuff, and I can throw it together. You don't even. Okay. Give I mean, I'm definitely going to put, definitely going to lean on this once we see the yeah. patch in sight. So like like a month, two weeks, month, two weeks out. I can throw a video together in no time. You, like that video that I did, that video took me like three hours, two hours, three, two right. or three hours. So yeah, if, you, if you need people to like, as you're recording, you know, to fly a ship or, or do something, yeah. let me know and I, I can help out with that. And we can, we can take some stuff from probably the live version of discovery too. And mm-hmm. anything that wasn't changed, we can kind of mesh that in there with it too. So I'm, it, as long if we have a, like two videos, one that's like maybe three minutes, one that's a minute to a minute and a half. Those two yeah. videos, we put them out there. That's all you need. You don't really need anything. You don't even really need text on the video. You just need to compile it together, put some really cool music to it, and you're done. So, yep, that sounds like a great plan. I will definitely be tugging on Haste's arm about calling on you when the time is right then. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be more than willing to do it. Just gotta let me know. Awesome. Well, Racer, do you have anything else, Jeff? No, my voice is just about done. So, yeah, <laughs> for, for people that don't know, I had a, a hell of a cold last week, and I'm still kind of recovering from it. So, uh, yeah, that's that's it for me. I'm throwing in the towel. Gotcha. Well, you know, Nick's, we're we're waiting for you. Okay, so um, maybe next episode, huh? Huh? We'll see. What do you got, Jeff? Oh, no, nothing for me. I'm good. Hey, w- right, would cool. would you uh, would you stop being on fire? Because it's kind of smoking us out down here. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, uh, so same time next week, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, same time, man. Hey, I feel yeah. like some of the stuff we talked about today, we yeah. can make a whole other episode for. So, so, yeah. so I'll be I'll be here same time next week. Then, got it. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Uh, I'll be waiting. I'll be waiting. I'll be the, the new uninvited guest that's here every day. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna be the new host. <laughs> I, I like you. I. He's I'm gonna be jockeying for this. Yeah, yeah I'm gonna be jockeying for for another host. I, I don't think Leo actually left the booth since last time we were here. <laughs> I think he just stayed. <laughs> yeah, I just I live here now. <laughs> don't mind the trash. Uh, this is gonna my... hit you up for that brewski session. We're gonna oh for real, ideas round and round. For real, dude. We should we should make another podcast. Call it the. The I don't know the Liberty Ale. Here we go, Liberty yeah. Ale podcast. We started with, with Liberty the, Ale. With the, <laughs> you know, the opening of the can. We just started with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the yeah, exactly. Yeah. There you go. Yep. I'll be down for that. Fuck yeah, that's stupid. <laughs> Sounds great. Well, there's nothing else. <laughs> I think this is probably going to wrap up our fourth episode of the podcast. Thank you all for listening, and I will see you next time. Holla. Peace.